I've got to be honest, I think that a lot of the time they don't seem to like you. There's a lot of hard work and there'll be, it's blood, sweat and tears. I don't know, you know, if I suddenly get a guitar out, is, is it believable? 23. Well, that's really shit. This is Your Welcome America presents Totally Scott Lee, episode three. I'm Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. And for the next six weeks, we're recapping and reliving the MTV UK classic reality show, Totally Scott Lee. And you can watch along with us because the episodes are all still on YouTube. Haven't been taken down by Not Lisa yet. and Co. <laughs> Fingers crossed. You could download them like us, just for safety. <laughs> um, okay, for the uninitiated, we need to tell you what the show is. Totally Scott Lee follows Lisa Scott Lee from pop supergroup Steps as she tries to forge a solo career. Along for the ride are her family, the other Scott Lee's manager, Nathan. Sexy. And of course, Michelle Heaton. We're talking episode three. Fraser, what happened in episode three? Well, a quick overview of episode three. We obviously have the most epic romantic proposal of all time mm. in... Um, Marbs. Marbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, also Lisa decides to do a wonderful performance at a football stadium opening amongst other people. Oh, how are you, babes? I am A-OK. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> We've got some news. And that's the fact that Michelle... has watched our Instagram story. Uh. Yeah, that makes me... I was going to say nervous, but actually just makes me happy. Yeah. Because I I did ask you the other day, when we do the Instagram stories, when I do the promo, should I be tagging them all? Yeah, yeah. Fine. (laughs) Made me feel very nervous. (laughs) Well, on that subject, you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, You're welcome. American Instagram and Twitter. Wait, wait, I should just quickly try... I can't even say I'm so excited. I should quickly check Twitter. Um, just over to Ben. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Go, take, go over to Ben in the digital hub <laughs> of the You're Welcome America studio. He's got an iPad and a, and a screen that's going to not quite work. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, Ben, you haven't turned up the resolution of the screen. We can't see it. I'm just going to see how many Instagram followers we're up to. Twitter followers. Sorry, Twitter followers we're up to. Um, You're Welcome USA is our handle. We are at 29. Still at 29. <laughs> really stuck at that figure, aren't we? Mm-hmm. So Maybe that's what we're, we're going to stay at forever. <laughs> <laughs> may, or might may go down <laughs> lucky 29 that get to see our wonderful bullshit do follow us okay shall we get into the episode yes so here's the story of a family it's a game of make or break cause they all know how to get dropped lovely Lisa's got that solo she's a rabbit been dropped husband Chinese understanding cause he took off the chop he's left it to a brother and he was dropped but now he's hanging by a thread so I think we obviously we have our the usual previously on the only real thing of note to get to pertain to this episode is you know Lisa saying when you film me next year I'm going to be just clawing and scraping my way back and of course, the cliffhanger was Andy going into Michelle's parents' house to ask for her hand in marriage. Mm, that's right. He went into that brick-built house in Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, really specifically called it a brick house. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I think you forget, particularly living in California, you just kind of forget about bricks. I know yes. it sounds so silly. Well, there are a few, as we call them, witchy-poo houses in LA that are built with bricks. Oh, that yes. look like fairy tale evil stepmother houses. Yeah, everything here is just made out of, like, cardboard, crepe paper, and dreams and hope. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this episode. Okay, the first scene. Now, as ever in previous episodes, we like to name the scenes. Yes. I've, this is, now, I know we have scenelets and we have scenes. <laughs> yeah. This is very much a scenelet. This yes. is a tiny one. What have you called the scenelet? I called this the MTV Ursula contract. Oh, nice. <laughs> I called it the MTV, in brackets, paper, open brackets, contract. Because it just <laughs> looked like there was so much paper. You know what I mean? <laughs> so this is, you know... I think we we referred to this when we were kind of previewing us doing this whole series. But basically, part of this show's kind of unique selling point, USP, if you will, Mm. is that MTV make Lisa sign a contract. And I'm going to use that in real quote marks, um, where saying if she doesn't get this single into the top 10, she's going to quit the music industry. Now, <laughs> look, that contract had many pieces of paper. I saw like a staple struggling to hold the reams <laughs> of paper together. I, I'm, as I, I think I called for this earlier, 
I need to get some eyes on a copy of that contract. Oh, someone could fax it to us. Yeah, fax it to the studio. And I need I need also for us to get like an independent lawyer to review it and just give us like the validity of the legal kind of jargon on it. Because I'd love to know how they're going to stop her from releasing another song. I know. MTV, like MTV going to sue Lisa Scott Lee? Who knows? Because they haven't yet. I was going to come up with a pun like totally Sue Lee. No, that doesn't make sense. Sue Elise? Hang on. <laughs> totally Sued Lee. Totally Sued Lee. That's great. <laughs> Something I thought was interesting in this scene. Okay, this contract is pretty dark. They are signing a contract. In the last episode, we had Andy signing his recording contract, which mm-hmm. is, you know, cause for celebration. Pop that Dom. Pop yep. that Shamps. This is a dark contract. But they are drinking champagne while they're signing this contract, which I thought was really interesting. Well, I thought that we would accidentally, because I was my eyes hadn't taken in the full scene, um, and I thought we were still in the scene where they were in their wedding outfits because she was wearing like a, almost like a satin corset, and her hair was like up in like an updo, and I thought that they were still just like in their wedding outfits, and that's why they were drinking champagne. On Got closer it. inspection, she was just wearing a silken corset top with a short skirt. And she just bunged her hair up to sign the contract. And jo- and Johnny just clearly thought like, well, you know, we're doing a contract, so that means champagne, so we'll just, we'll drink some. Well, yeah, like when he signed the contract to get into Hearsay. Or signed the contract for his regional tour of Starlight Express. <laughs> two weeks. That, in that previous, shit, I forgot that she said, you're going to be gone for two weeks. <laughs> like two weeks. I mean, I know I'm not in a relationship, but I don't think I'd cry if someone left me for two weeks. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so that's scene lit. It's a small one. It's very much a scene that we then move on to a much beefier scene. <laughs> yeah. What are you calling this? Well, to be honest with you, this one was kind of, they, they, they love to do a cutting back and forth between scene So really, this is just Marbs and recording session. I've called this Andy and Mish in Marbs. <laughs> yeah. Slash Lisa and male record producers. <laughs> <laughs> these are these two scenes. That yes, go there's definitely, I, I'm, I'm just going to kind of say there's, there's a real overview of misogyny in this episode and some really tough things are said. Yeah. And um, just, you know, as I mentioned with the MTV Ursula contract, there's a couple of, uh, just one other little mermaid reference later on in the episode that I'll get to. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for that. But meanwhile, we're in Marbs. Right. <laughs> now, this is great because it's Andy and Michelle in Marbella. And it starts off quite lovey-dovey and nice. And they're like splashing in the pool. And they're like, oh, stop, <laughs> you know, having a nice time. Well, first of all, they're on the beach. Oh, are they in the beach? There's a shot on the beach to start with, because I wrote, oof, this looks depressing. And the way they'd shot it, it looked like, I said it looks like a dirty beach in the UK. Well, as someone who's been to Marbella many times, the beach in, if you could, again, Nikki Beach, Beach, I've been to Nikki Beach. (laughs) I think they're staying in Porto Banus. The beach there, (laughs) the port. I don't know why that made me laugh, it just did. The beach in Porto Banus is not very nice. It's like a port. So <laughs> it's just like oil from the ships. Yeah, a bit oily, <laughs> bit, bit oily and boaty. But yes, then they then they transfer to their kind of hotel pool, and that's where some of this, that's where this strange power dynamic between them is is really displayed. So yeah, so like they're all lovey dovey, and then um, Michelle gets pissed off, and she goes and like finds a sun lounger and just plonks herself down, and Andy comes along, and like, what was that? What was all that about? <laughs> and apparently. He accidentally pushed her and she was lying on gravel and some gravel got her stomach. (laughs) That classic gravel by the pool situation. I thought it's because he stole her hat, but it turns out he pressed her body into gravel that she was laying on. And then, and then Andy lies down on the sunbed beside her and said, oh, these beds are uncomfy. And she says, try being pushed on gravel. (laughs) Those sunbeds did look uncomfortable. They looked like they'd been, they looked like they'd been designed with the word ergonomic in mind and it had failed. Don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> lots of, lots of like wicker, wicker bends and wicker curves. Yeah. To and them. it felt like it was counterbalanced. A lot of wicker counterbalance. And I don't want those two things in my sunbed. <laughs> well, like you might like <laughs> shift and you'll suddenly like tip. Fling out. Exactly. Just yeah. throw you into the pool. So that's them in Marbs. But meanwhile, this scene is juxtaposed, juxtaposed with Lisa and some male record producers. Yeah. This really stressed me out because she just was like, oh, I've just got two weeks to get this song together. And I, my question is, to, by get this song together, does she mean write, record, and release in two weeks? No. She I, just means give give the record company the final song for two weeks. I, th- I think that's what it is. I think she has to select the song yeah. and at least record maybe the demo of right, it. Right, right. I think that's what it is. Because that made me very anxious because I was like, well, Lisa, 
just record whatever song they're giving you today, record it, cut print, (laughs) start doing some promo because you haven't got enough time. (laughs) Some other shout outs in this scene. I really loved that there was a really funky, twisted metal piece of furniture in the background. Oh, yeah. It's like a big, (laughs) funky, like 90s shelving unit in the recording studio. Um, This, I mean, I should really save for a later episode, but the eventual song she does pick. Yeah. Do you know who wrote it or co-wrote it? Now, for some reason, I, I've got his name completely lost in my head, and I want to say Guy Ritchie. It's Ben Adams from A1. Oh, <laughs> who am I thinking of? Guy Chambers. Guy Chambers. <laughs> oh, it's Ben Adams from, it's from A1. A1. Yeah. Oh my God, A1. But we'll get there. They Now, just real quick, mm-hmm. A1 only really had one amazing song. Their cover of Take On Me? Absolutely not. It's oh. that one where they're in the, the desert, and it's like the petrol station, gas station scene. Oh yeah, what was that song? Same old friend new you Another night, another day What can I say? Cause I'm the same old friend you You got promises into What can I do? do? (laughs) Just the same old brand new Same old day, one more time time. Never gonna break that for me (laughs) Same old day, dun 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 Oh, yeah. Turns out we know <laughs> 65% of that song. That Lovely. was a good song. Yeah, really good. Oh. Okay, so we cut back and forth between Marbs and this, um, yeah, this I, record producer. I'm, I'm a little confused just on my timeline of this, because I think she wears a couple of different outfits in the different recording sessions. But for one of my notes, I've written, what is she wearing? She looks like she's dressed like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Oh, we, oh no, wait, but we'll get to that. Is that the one where she looks like she's wearing... Um, a puppet from Sesame Street. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking Shaggy from Scooby-Doo always wore like a, you know, like a kind of a pair of slacks and a t-shirt. And she's wearing an outfit that's very 70s, very kind of Scooby-Doo Shaggy. <laughs> look, look, she needs to be comfy in that recording studio. So I want to give it, I want to talk about the fact that um, back in Marbs, they're on the beach again and they're flicking through a copy of OK Magazine. Oh, this, this, was, and Andy. this was, we keep talking about the, some of the most amazing comedy writing that you've ever heard in your life in this show. And this scene was... So this dialogue was amazing. So they're Mish and Andy are flicking through this OK magazine, and it's like it says something like Michelle Heaton of Liberty X, age twenty five or whatever, <laughs> and then she's she's it's pissed off. Firmly, she is. <laughs> she's she's pissed off. She's like twenty five, and then she's like, oh no, I am twenty five. She gets confused. <laughs> no, it's mainly because he's very upset about his age in it. So yes, basically, he says the OK magazine says he's twenty six, and he says that he's twenty four. Okay. And she's like, you're not 24. You're 26. And he, you could tell he's like, I'm 24. And then, he doesn't look 24. And then, and then doesn't, like, it says for her, oh, uh, Michelle, 25. She's like, I'm not 25. She's like, oh, no, I'm 25. And then he's like, babe, you're 29. Oh, yeah. And Michelle's like, <laughs> don't. <laughs> she's like, we're not doing that. Yeah. Whether that's true information or not, she's like, we will not have that out there. Big, big shout out to OK Magazine saying that his musical direction is going to be rockier like Robbie Williams. And then what I love about that is that he's pissed off. It's like, okay, think think whatever you want about Robbie Williams and his music. That oh, man has sold a gazillion <laughs> records and has made m- millions and millions of pounds. And Andy's like, oh, don't compare me to him. It's like, Andy. <laughs> we get, who gets Robbie's Robbie? <laughs> Robbie's Robbie. Oh, Andy's God. Andy. Now tell me, not including Angels, because that is... One number one permanently the worst song ever ever made and ever done by Rob Williams. So we can't include that on the list. Rock what? DJ's pretty awful as well. Are you about to ask me my favorite or least favorite? Least favorite. Oh, okay. Of sorry. course. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I maybe, there is no favorite. Okay. I maybe I maybe jumped the gun then. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're right. I think I think it, it has to be Rock DJ. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to rock. <laughs> no, see, I don't know. I think, I think, let me entertain you might be worse than that was, Rock DJ. That was my backup worst. Hell is gone and heaven I hate that song so much. Robbie Williams is <laughs> such an interesting creature. I hated him for so many years in his solo career because his music and his singing and everything made me really angry. But now when you see him being interviewed, you're like, oh, you're kind of great. Like he's, no, don't give me those eyes. He's kind of fun. Do you, like he, he doesn't give it, doesn't give a shit. And he just says anything he wants. What's up? I think this might be the end of our creative partnership. Goodbye.
<laughs> and I leave to the sound of Millennium. <laughs> that song's actually not that bad. That, song isn't that bad. song's actually not bad at all. If I just because yeah, it's called Millennium, my favourite <laughs> event. <laughs> Nothing can top that favorite event. It's been downhill since then. I just want to say, any listeners out there, do go on YouTube and just search for Robbie Williams, Graham Norton, and the story about when he was staying in a a castle. Just go look for it. (laughs) God. Okay. All right. So let's go back to, let's take ourselves, dust the sand off our our feet from Mobs and go back to the studio. This is where the guy's telling out. (laughs) You know, we just want it to be you, but, you know, fresh, but familiar. <laughs> None of that made any sense. He was just literally speaking words. And she's like, yeah, yeah. I think this is when she was dressed like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, I think. She's wearing a yellow t-shirt. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> Maybe the color palette is off, but the silhouette is very Shaggy. Yeah. There's a lot of like big, comfy leather, brown leather studio furniture, the funky <laughs> twisted metal in the background. Oh, there's, yeah. This I is, mean, that's that's a space I want to go into to be creative. <laughs> well, speaking of creative, so this is where we get kind of our first glimpse into Lisa's uh, songwriting process, which seems to have just involved her and this guy being like, I'm going to find my way back now. No one's going to stop me now. <laughs> I'm going to fight because I'm, oh, no, well, no yeah, but I'm, I'm going to fight because I'm, oh, yeah. He's like, oh. Because I'm tough enough. Yeah. Oh, Great. yeah. Tough. Yeah, yeah, like, you're tough. Oh, oh, yeah. I like that. Because I'm tough enough. <laughs> <laughs> this song was wonderful. <laughs> Although, Lisa's singing ability, she's she's not bad. Well. Oh, no. One thing I didn't mention before back in Marvis, when they are reading the, the article from OK, the final bit in that little scene is she's reading from the OK magazine. It says, and Michelle Heaton, she's told friends that she can't wait to be taken up the aisle. And then it just cuts away. <laughs> Oh, little raunchy raunch. Okay, so yeah, it's back and forth. We're now back to recording, but I think this is a different day because we're now in, Lisa's wearing that raspberry-coloured juicy tracksuit. Right. <laughs> so this is where she, um, she just, this is, I mean, listen, we're all just, <laughs> sometimes people are just dead quirky. And I'll tell you what makes Lisa dead quirky. She has to write in black pen. She's got a thing about blue She's pens. She's got a thing about blue pens. She oh, I can't do that. Can't write... Got this funny thing. I need a black pen. A bit weird, like that. I know. <laughs> and that guy's like, "Oh my god!" I bet he went home and he was like, "You'll never guess what? We had a real diva in the studio today. She wouldn't write in a blue pen." <laughs> <laughs> so she, yeah, she's now in recording booth. I think she's singing a different song. Yes, I wrote this song. Isn't electric, is it? And by no. electric, I mean not the song electric because for me i said this song sounds pretty fun this song sounds fine now what's helping her is she's she's just chewing in some haribos in between takes <laughs> just getting her sugar going i see she's picked out the the, the heart-shaped one Love good those. choice yeah they're a great Very choice because they've got the the sweet they've got kind of the sweet bit on the front but they've also got that nice foam bit oh, on the back lovely almost like the fried egg i was just similar, about to say <laughs> similar in structure to the fried egg but i prefer the flavor of the heart than the fried egg flavor perfect perfect Ooh. it's more balanced oh i could really go for like <laughs> a nice star mix i thought this song sounded kind of fine like it's got to to reference you know had two previous songs which i kind of like too far gone and um what was her other lately. song lately Lately, it has like a early 2000s post Kylie disco spinning around. Like everything had that kind of disco sound to it. And I thought this actually sounded pretty fine, like pretty fun. I, I completely agree. I don't um, know what happened to it. I think this song should have been there instead of electric, but I don't know. I don't like the song electric, but we'll get to that when we get to that. We will do Ben Adams. <laughs> um, she she gets some advice from the, the record producers. Yeah. They say to her, you're doing great. You're just going to take the carriage off your head. Cabbage. Well, she's, they say carriage, and then she says cabbage, and then she has a hilarious time thinking they've said cabbage. Well, what's the carriage? I've looked up both phrases. Neither are a <laughs> phrase. Neither of them are So I don't understand what a carriage on the head or a cabbage on the head is. I thought a cabbage on the head, mainly just because I thought of, you know, when people say, oh, you know, oh, you're like mashing my Swede. What? And that means like doing my head in, like your Swede is your head. I've never heard that. So I just thought of heads and vegetable was a, a thing that you put together. Mash. Have you never heard mashing my Swede? No. Wait, cabbage head. Hang on. <laughs> a thick-witted person. Well, there you go. Yeah. No, but they can't be like, oh, stop being, stop being thick. Well, he's in in his analogy. I feel like the cabbage is blocking 
she's not like fully going for it because the cabbage is weighing on her head. Like the only thing of nutritional value in that studio is the Haribo. So just, <laughs> but this is a perfect example. He's saying carriage, she's saying cabbage. This is a great example of them just both talking over each other yeah. <laughs> and both agreeing with each other, but not listening to the other person. <laughs> yeah, you're which so right. Which happens a lot in this show. <laughs> and then Lisa also thinks with this song, she thinks the middle eight's quite Britney. <laughs> and the producer goes, well, it's yours. <laughs> Very aggressively. It's like, I think she, she'd really do well to be doing something that sounds like Britney, sir. Yeah. <laughs> what was Britney releasing around that time? So this is 2005. What era of Britney is that? So that's the toxic era. She's just, toxic was end of 03. So oh, then, is it that early? Yeah. Oh yeah, because In The Zone was when I was at university. Yes, yeah, so that'd be 04. <laughs> so 05, she's... She's just come off her world tour that she had to cut short. I'm on a world tour. Outrageous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's, she's with K-Fed. She's hurt her ankle. She's right. stopped that world tour. We're about to enter the danger zone. Right, 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 right. I was going to say, yeah, that, yeah, that, that puts it... I'm, I'm now in correctly in the right time and space because at university, I, I listen to a lot of Brave New Girl. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Reminds me of university. I've, have I ever told you, I mean, well, shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Egyptian grandma, oh. RIP. <laughs> have I ever told you about how I used to remember how old she was? Go for it. So in 2004, it was her 80th <laughs> birthday. Right. And I couldn't go because I'd bought tickets to um, the Brittany Onyx Hotel tour. Perfect. So I told her that and she said, oh, that's fine, darling. You go to that. So... Any year since, if I had to work out right. her age, I'd be like, okay, well, well, she was 80 during the Onyx Hotel tour in 2004. <laughs> so that must mean she's... So there you go. But that's like, my brother was born in 1980, so it makes everything oh, that's perfect to work out his age. So you've just, <laughs> you've used a, you know, a mnemonic device. You've used like a bronomic device. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> what are we talking about? What is this show? We've just finished in the studio and in Marbs. Oh, and yeah. Now, now we're in the car with Jan and Tony. <laughs> Is that what you've called this scene? Yeah, in the car with Jan and Tony. I've called this scene People Carrier with Parents slash Nathan Gigging. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say. This is, um, well, I've <laughs> got something to say about that. That Nathan scene. Well, well, let's just discuss the furry poncho first. Lisa's, let's talk about the poncho in the room. Lisa's fluffy shawl. I've just written wearing a Sesame Street character. See, I. this is where I think this is another nod to Ariel and basically how Lisa... If we look at the parallel of the story of the Little Mermaid, this is another nod to it. She looks like she's caught in a fisherman's net. Oh, like a kind of a, a seaweedy, like yes. briny, like fisherman's net. Like she's tangled in it. Like well, she's like Ariel. Well, she signed that contract. She, she signed is. Ursula's MTV as Ursula. She is Ariel. I think the top ten is Prince Eric. <laughs> sure, and evil Ariel is Michelle Heaton. Yes. So this does work. <laughs> Speaking of like gay icons, evil, evil Ariel is a gay icon. Ursula as Ariel is a gay icon, right? Yes. Things are going to my, according to my ultimate desire. You know, she's singing to herself <laughs> in the mirror. It's just like high drag. <laughs> Talking of high drag, back to that people carrier. <laughs> so Lisa, she's discussing with her parents. What, the, Jan and Tony, were they? <laughs> yes, Jan and Tony. She doesn't think she's found a smash hit song yet. Well, Tony knows. He says, it's not easy to come across these songs, is it? And I was thinking, <laughs> I think it is actually, Tone. <laughs> Pretty easy. I'd actually say, you know, to, to give Lisa some credit, I think she almost had come across a song. I think the, you know, I'm coming through. I'm going to fight because I'm up against it. That disco, you know, power song. Her I Will Survive, if you will. I thought it sounded pretty good. Well, you, you and Tone differ in yeah, opinion. Well, qu- quite rightly, in many ways. So, meanwhile, Tony has seen Nathan, manager Nathan on TV, <laughs> with a live band. Is that <laughs> no, what... no, he saw him performing in a hotel with a live band. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, and he really... <laughs> this is some, some shade is thrown in this people carrier when... So she's like... So Tone's like... Oh yeah, you know, I saw Nathan performing at the hotel with um, a live band the other day. And Lisa's like, oh, how was he? And he's like, <laughs> I think we enjoyed it. <laughs> no, he says, he seemed to be having a good time. Which is the ultimate, like, you look like you were having fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, 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 okay. He, did, he went out of key. Yeah. He went out of key a bit. <laughs> yeah, because she does that thing of like, 
instead of just letting what tone wants to do is just say he looked like he's having fun full stop period in america the end but lisa she's really excited to jab the knife into someone else so she's like no dad you can't just say he looked like he was having fun were you having fun and that's when tony goes i think we were having fun (laughs) and then says that he went off key a couple of times and the three of them cackle together in the back of the van and here lisa's a little concerned because you know she's up against it (laughs) Manager Nathan is busy doing his own gigging and she's actually, she's booked Mardi Gras in Cardiff, which is going to be a crowd of 40,000 people. But she's found out... Gay crowd. Gay crowd. She's found out Nathan's also booked it. (laughs) So they're both going to be doing the same gig. And Lisa doesn't think it's normal for her manager to be performing, you know, same gig as her client. Cardi Gras? Mardi Cardiff? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, something. Cardi Gras, and they all have to wear cardigans. (laughs) Yeah, because it's probably pretty chilly. It's probably cold. Yeah. (laughs) So this is all kind of, this people carry scene is cut back and forth with uh, Sexy Nathan preparing for a TV performance. I'm going to rescind the the descriptor Sexy Nathan. Well, you can for yourself. Okay, fine. Where was Nathan? Okay, Nathan was in a dressing room of a TV studio, but I was trying to work out which one it was. Uh, I can tell you exactly what TV studio it was because I have had approximately 5,000 nervous breakdowns in the exact dressing room that he was in. Okay, well, here's where you and I differ. I've had that experience at BBC Television Studios, <laughs> The Donut, back in the day in yeah. White City. That was where I would have my breakdowns in dressing rooms. Meanwhile, you'd have yours in... TLS, the London Studios. The London Studios. No longer, RIP, no longer there on the South Bank in London. And I, because I knew the exact view, it's that view of, you know, when people would, you know, the arrivals bit of TLS, where mm-hmm. people would come in the people carriers and then like fans would be on the South Bank and come and stand by that fence to look for people. That's one of the dressing rooms that he's in. I even know, I can like, I can, I could go there on like the corridor in TLS and show you which dressing room it is. You like go along, you take a right and it's, you know, I don't want to dig the knife in further to, to Nath, but it's not one of the star dressing rooms. Oh, didn't get the star he dressing room. He got a regular room. dressing room, not a star dressing room. But in that dressing room, there is that classic object that you would just put in to make it a bit nicer. There's an orchid. <laughs> Trust me, those orchids were not real. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Multiple fake orchids in those dressing rooms, because obviously not a star dressing room. He did have a kettle with some um, herbal tea. Did you see that? <laughs> Well, Herbal his, teas and coffees. For his, for his throat? Oh yeah, it's got steam to sing those Brother Beyond songs. Um, and at one point he tells, someone knocks on the door and he just tells them that he's on the toilet. I'm on the toilet! Because <laughs> he's fun. Fun and sexy. So this, throughout this all, Lisa's basically saying, you know, she needs her manager, Nathan, to spend more time in her. But, you know, she also gets it. He's got his career and he's, and he's got other acts. The end of the scene, did you note what was going on? I had to watch it like four times. I still don't know. But basically, we're back in the dressing room and Nathan says, I'll tell you, I'll show these little Scott Lee, Scott Lee, boop. <laughs> and he swears. But I don't, I didn't understand the phrase. I'll tell you, I'll show these little Scott Lee. Cunts? Fuckers? I don't know. Penis? Is? I don't <laughs> Vaginas? know. But, but I was like, what, is, what does he mean? Does he mean like his talent, his performance? I was very confused. Yeah, he's, he's like... This this family for this show that I'm I'm recording, I'll show them that I'm the talented one. That's that's the classic tale. Oh, okay. So if anything, not only is evil Ursula Michelle, it's also Nathan, or is he Chef Louis? <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. You know, you know, I you know, weirdly that Chef Louis song is really like locked into my brain. I know like <laughs> a lot of the lyrics to that song. Oh Christ. Okay. okay. Next scene. What have you called this scene? Now this is not a scene. Like, this is a this scene. This is beefy. This is meaty. This is a piece of Cardiff meat. What's mm-hmm. the, what's the kind of meat in Wales? Sheep? This is some Cardiff lamb. <laughs> a meaty lamb chop from a Welsh lamb chop. This is the stadium opening. Yeah. I've written Lisa opens the new stadium in Swansea. Now, it's referred to as the new stadium. I was like, wait, what? Is it a stadium that's new? Is it called the new stadium? Right. I looked it up. Okay. For quite a while, it didn't have a name. And it's sort of like temporary name was the new stadium. Okay. This is a big gig. Capacity, 21,000. Well, but did you see in some shots, we were not at capacity. We were not at capacity. <laughs> but this is a decent gig. Uh, I, uh, hang on. Hang on. If you were... So basically... Like, she is, she's Welsh, isn't she? isn't she? Yeah, North Wales. Yeah, that's right. We came to that conclusion. If She's basically asked to open one of the biggest. It's not the biggest. It's not, not the, the Millennium, Millennium Stadium. Stadium in Cardiff. 
She's asked to open, to sing a song to open one of the biggest stadiums in her home country. That's yes, a big of, deal. Of course. Sure. Okay, I'm trying to be supportive here. No, no, I, I think, look, some I of mean, us have got to be the bad guy sometimes, you know. I mean, she wasn't first choice for this, but we'll get to that. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> okay, so we open up um, the stadium scene with a recurring theme of this this meaty lamb chop of a scene, which is Lisa's talking about how they don't want her to cross the pitch in their heels. And she goes, do you know what? I might just go barefoot, you know. Just Stone does it. Now, after that, we cut to her talking to Welsh... <laughs> sorry, are you just going to fly by the Joss Stone reference? <laughs> I'm sorry. Where she says, I think I might just go barefoot, you know. Joss Stone does it. You're just going to fly by that, yeah. are you? Yeah. Are you digging on me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. All the times you said you love me. <laughs> We've discussed the song, Are You Digging On Me by Joss Stone. <laughs> So she doesn't want to walk across the grass pitch in her heels. No. She might do it like Joss Stone, barefoot, fine, moving on. She's a bit concerned, though, because wedges don't go with her little dress, and she's not going to wear trainers. <laughs> trainers! Well, and you know who she's talking about that with? Welsh weatherwoman, Sean Lloyd. Oh, is, I thought I That's who that lady her. is. Yeah, that's that's Sean Lloyd, the Welsh celebrity weather lady. She was in, I think I'm a celebrity? I'm not sure. This is when we get that, this kind of devastating part of this scene which is we're just kind of at the side of the pitch i believe it's called the sidelines and um jan and tony are just kind of talking about how lisa's doing in general yeah this conversation goes on for a while (laughs) so that's her parents just discussing their slight concern yeah they're saying she's like down and she's kind of not you know she's not really feeling it and they're a bit worried about her because she seems kind of sad and it was this was this was pretty tough this scene it was also very very interesting. They have no chemistry, the oh. two of them, Jan mm-hmm. and Tony. Zero chemistry. It was like two two colleagues talking to each other. And they don't look at each other when they're talking. Yeah. So they're talking and then occasionally they'll look at the other person, but then the other person looks away. They never hold eye contact. Yeah. It's very well, strange. I tell you I tell you what dynamic Lisa, Jan and Tony have when they're talking. They have the exact dynamic of a creature comforts conversation. Do you remember Creature Comforts? No, what's that? So Creature Comforts was that, um, you know, Ardman animation that makes Wallace and Gromit. Oh, yeah. They would have that show Creature Comforts, which was basically they would record people having a conversation, just very like normal everyday people. And then they would animate the conversation. So it would be like, say it would be like two old ladies talking about the weather. And then they would animate them through like claymation as like two, two like birds in like a bird shop sitting on like a perch. Oh. So it was all very like, it was mundane conversations, but then they would make them into these fun, like, Ardman animals. It. That's nice. And their conversation is very creature comforts because it was always just like, oh, you know, like, da 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 do-do-do-do-do. I really think you'd like... I don't... I can't believe you've never seen Creature Comforts. It feels like it should have been a reference that you really would have got. Yeah, I don't know why... I don't know why that that escaped me. Who yeah. knows? Also, shout out an RIP to the Ardman Animation Studio that burned down. Do you remember that? Oh, God, no, I it don't It burned remember. down and all the claymation models just burned. They just, just melted. <laughs> It's really sad to think of like Wallace and Gromit just melting in a fire. <laughs> yeah, so the parents are worried. They're both standing there. They're holding like bottles of Buxton water. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're just chatting Buxton. away. <laughs> hey, Buxton waters. <laughs> and, and Tony says, Lisa shouts him down. Uh, you know, anytime he like wants to talk about Lisa shouts him down, she gets in one of her moods. Oh, yeah. Oh, one of Lisa's moods. Well, and then she approaches as they're talking about her. And they're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, hi, hi, love. Hi, hey, uh, Lisa. Hi, uh, yeah. yeah. Wear your heels if you want. They're like, oh, oh, if you go, go on, go on. Because this is where she's going to go and do a sound check. Now, did you notice this? This is a, a thing I've noticed from RuPaul's Drag Race as well, okay. is when they're in like in their boy stuff and they're doing maybe rehearsals, some of them wear heels and some of them wear invisible heels. Did you notice that Lisa was, when she was walking across the pitch, she was wearing invisible heels? Oh, I think she was, she was like, walking, she was walking t- on her tiptoes like yes. she was wearing heels. I did notice that. Queen. But I was very confused. So she walked for the sound check. She walked on tiptoes holding her heels. Yeah. But then when she walked out in that Cadbury's colored purple dress <laughs> for the you main preempted performance. preempted another Cadbury's dress. <laughs> She is she wearing her heels? I couldn't I couldn't make it out. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get a hold on it. So do you think maybe she walked out without the heels and she pops them on for the performance? Yeah. Got it. <laughs> she's very respectful, isn't she? So so yeah, basically you're right. This is we now go to she's she put her Cadbury's purple dress on and she's walking out now. She's wearing heels. She's walking on the grass wearing heels. 
And because she's not holding them, unless unless stagehands already popped them out there. Well, that's the thing. They probably they probably worked that out in the rehearsal, didn't they? Oh, thank God for rehearsals. Now tell me. So as so Lisa is wearing her cabri's dress and she's going out and she's obviously barefoot, walking across to the stage in the middle of the stadium. She crossed paths with someone. As someone who had just performed, also wearing a Cabri's, it was a it was a chocolate coloured gown. No, she's wearing a, a galaxy coloured. A gal- okay, fine. galaxy, okay, galaxy coloured gown. Yeah. Now, did you recognise who that was? Because I know exactly who it was. And I, I mean, let me tell you something. They never mentioned her name. They didn't even really show her in a clear enough shot. But I recognised the profile of her face, and I and I recognised her because of where she's from, and because of the time period. I know exactly who it is. I am looking at her right now, and I cannot tell is I'm it gonna, is it like an early it's not an early days Catherine jenkins no, 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 no. no i'm gonna play her song are you ready do you want me to get to the chorus yes please oh we're getting to the chorus give her a second I've forgotten who that is. Without you, baby, come back. This was a Eurovision song. Oh my god, Jessica Garlic? Jessica fucking Garlic. Got there. And that's her, isn't it? Like, look at her profile. She's got that, she's got kind of a long face and a very specific kind of profile. That's definitely Jessica Garlic. She's Welsh as well. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I was so proud of myself when I saw her. I was like, well done. Got you, Garlic. (laughs) Now, I'm not going to digress too much, but when we do do our Eurovision special, that Jessica Garlic Eurovision song is in my top 10 favorite Eurovision, UK Eurovision entries. Cool. Has a false ending. You know, I love a song with a false ending. <laughs> what were you think it's ended, but it hasn't? Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. the, uh, <laughs> We're really getting into the weeds here, but the S Club 7 Christmas song, Perfect Christmas, also has a false ending, much like Come Back. I urge everyone to listen to both songs. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Listen, if you could talk about your love for fucking Robbie Williams, I could talk about Jessica Garlic. And your love of false, false endings. endings. <laughs> that, is that the name of your autobiography? False endings. Ooh, I think it's like part two, because my first one's called Finally Me. Well, I think you've got a trilogy then. I think part one's... No, 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 no. I think false endings is number one, and then okay. finally me is the number second one. three, and then maybe oh. number two is, um, is the Norwich Airport Code to LAX. Perfect. <laughs> Attack of the Clones? No, hang on. okay anyway so lisa goes out and she performs her song there's a lot of reverb but i think she sounds good okay i this is where i think there's been some oh jiggery i think there's been some absolute jiggery pokery there's been some there's some shenanigans there's been something going on i think they've i think mtv completely fucked her in the way that they recorded this i think that they used my theory is that they used rehearsal sound check like vocals where they hadn't fixed it and i think that and then you can tell because the shots they have of her performing specifically show people not sitting in seats and they've really weird angles it's very calculated the way they recorded this but but um, i um, i only half agree with you because all she's wearing the purple dress and she wasn't wearing that in rehearsals no 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 i don't think that i don't think the footage i think the footage is obviously in the cabbie's purple dress is the performance oh, okay but i think what they've done is they've used rehearsal vocals and then shot it shot the performance in a way that looks like there's no one there to put those two things together to make it look like a failure oh, okay because i thought she sounded fine and she, she did they just made it really echoey and then she comes she comes off the pitch and she's like yes like she's <laughs> done it what was she singing no clue she must have been doing lately or something. Or too far gone. Yeah. Been too long. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of singing in this episode. <laughs> Stretching my vocal range. So she comes off stage. She's really happy. Jan and Tony are like, well done. I was pleased for her here. I maintain this is a good gig and this is yeah. not embarrassing. And, and I think, like I said, I think she did better than she was portrayed to be doing on yeah. that little bit of footage. Well done, Lisa. Well done in getting this gig. Although... <laughs> <laughs> How did she get this gig, Ben? Someone she, dropped out, right? As she's walking, as she's walking away with Jan and Tony. She's like, "What? Well, do, do you know what? I, it's actually um, Noel from Hearsay was meant to be doing this gig, and he couldn't do it, so he told Faye, and then Faye asked me, and then and then Tony goes, oh, "That's nice of him. 
Oh, yeah. I didn't, he says, Tony says, that's nice of him. I didn't know that. <laughs> you should know that, first of all, Tone. But also, to have a scene, to have a scene where we not only see Sean Lloyd, the we- Welsh weather woman, Jessica Garlic, and then have a Noel from here say, like, name drop. And Joss Stone Barefoot. And Joss Stone Barefoot. Oh. All the 2000s luminaries, really, in that one scene. Okay, where are we going next? So this is a strategy meeting, this next scene. And this is a tough, tough scene. I wrote, first of all, just my first note was, this scene has not aged well. Okay, so in this scene is Lisa, Nathan, and Lisa's PR, Sean Borg. I did look Sean Borg up. He now lives in LA. I don't know if... <gasps> is, he, after, <gasps> is he listening? He's here. <laughs> I don't know if after this show, he just had to leave the country. <laughs> right. yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm just putting that out there. Who knows? Okay. So, it's nine weeks until release. Yes. I, I My first note says Nathan's whiteboard of depression. So oh, yeah. <laughs> what Nathan has done, again, in that scene from last week where he was listing every single record company that wouldn't sign her and wouldn't release her record, he's decided to write them all up on a whiteboard this time just so that she can see, you know, so she doesn't have to sit and listen to him. She can listen to him and look at all the whole list. And again, he's fucked her again by just listing, he should just put, yes, fine, Universal Music Group, no. But again, he's listed every single subsidiary, un- subsidiary, is that a word? Sure. He's listed every other record company under the umbrella. It's like, come on, Nathan. I know. But I feel like the producers asked him to do this. Of course they did. And of course he did anything that they asked him. <laughs> because he wanted, probably wanted his own show. Yeah. also want to just highlight in this scene, um, there is a giant fish tank in yeah. the background. It's very like, you know, record company back in the day. Yeah. Very... Oh, wait, I'm, I'm, a rec- I'm a successful record exec. Oh, Got to get a fish tank. Very early 2000s, like record company or TV production office. Like yes. I always think that the Endemol offices in uh, Shepherd's Bush still, still <laughs> reek of early 2000s television. <laughs> he says it's looking bloody dire. And this is just generally quite a depressing scene. Like, you can tell Lisa's like, yeah, you know, the Sean Borg is trying to say like, oh, no, look at like, we'll be we'll be OK. We'll be OK. And she's like, no, like, look at this list. This is bad. This is not going anywhere. So just good. to clarify, this is a long list of record companies who've said no to Lisa. And he's Nathan's name checking them one by one. <laughs> Although there are a couple that are there that have like a question mark. So I think some of them are still like some are still in play, but yeah. no one really knows. Ministry of Sound have said no, despite the fact that she released her last single with yeah. them. Here's the thing, we'll get into it more, but it's weird that back in the day, MTV didn't have a record company. Yeah. Do you not know think? Like, imagine if, like, in the late 90s, I don't know, like, even in the early 90s, like, yeah. MTV set up their own record company. Maybe they did and we don't know about yeah. it. But that and, made sense. But also, it? even if MTV did have their record company, they would have said no to signing her just because they're so mean to her on this show. What, to push the story? Yeah, literally, it'd be like, MTV <laughs> said no. <laughs> also, in this scene, there is a mini boombox in the background. Yes, I, I wrote down mini CD player behind her. <laughs> it's the sort, like... Imagine if you were going away to like Grand Canaria with friends in the early 2000s yeah. and you're like, shit, how are we going to play music? Would well, you know what? Let's pull money and we'll just <laughs> we'll buy a little boombox in duty free. You say Grand Canaria in a very strange way. What Canaria. Canaria. Well, it's, it's just Scottish, but it sounds like you're saying it because your accent is so soft. It sounds like you're saying it like you're very posh. Grand, Grand Canaria. Canaria. <laughs> what, do you, what do you call it? Grand Canaria. Canaria. Well, we have discussed how Egyptian grandma, grandmother <laughs> used to say that Canary Wharf was pronounced Canary, Canary Wharf. <laughs> Which was 100% wrong. Uh-huh. Oh, God, that wheeze made my head, my head spin. So okay. this, is when, um, this is when her PR person says, like, oh, I have people calling me every day asking for sexy Lisa pics. Like, the press, so they just want to, like, run sexy pictures of Lisa. Yeah. So this is when we enter this very tricky and, like, awful conversation, especially of being, like, a female pop star in the 2000 and whatevers. And basically, you know, she says... And again, this whole scene is kind of played to make Lisa look like she's in the wrong, but she's 100% in the right in this scene. But again, it's because everyone was sexist and disgusting. So she's basically saying, like, I'm not that kind of artist. Like, I don't want to just do sexy pictures just to, like, try and get record sales. And it's like, yeah, quite rightly. But she does she, now. She does stick the knife into Michelle quite hard into this scene. But... No, but hang on, hang on. But they bring up Michelle. Yeah. They bring so basically they've got giant photocopies. Is this? A3 size paper? <laughs> I, I don't so. know. A2 of very, photocopies. Very hard to blow up a, an A4 sheet to an A3. I don't know if you've ever had to do that on a photocopy. It's not easy. The production team have been busy, <laughs> those runners. But, you know, he's, uh, Sean Borg is showing, PR Sean, PR's Sean Borg <laughs> is showing um, pictures of Michelle in the news. The newspaper's yeah. like, Michelle, like, is totally up for, you know, essentially getting her kid off or wearing, yeah. you know, sexy outfits to get press. And Michelle's like, I'm not, 
really into Lisa's, that. Lisa says Sorry, that. Lisa's not really into that. Yeah. And she isn't, she doesn't want it. She's like, I don't want to talk about my sex life. Yeah, Michelle goes in there and talks about her sex life yeah. with Andy. And like, you know, I have to read it. My dad has to read it. <laughs> Here's the other thing about this scene. Not yeah. only is Lisa 100% in the right, Lisa also says, and they produce the pictures of it, the photocopies of it, She's she has tried this. Yeah. So for the last few singles, like there's a picture of her like posing like on a motorbike looking sexy, but with yeah. a big cheesy grin on her face. Yeah. And she's like, I've tried it and it didn't, it didn't work. Yeah. So I don't want to do it and it doesn't work for me. So why should I do it? Yeah, precisely. They, they make it look like she's, like moaning and like whining and doesn't want to do it and is not being cooperative but she's saying yeah you're right she's like i've tried this it didn't work and i'm fed up of like compromising my christianity to I'm, quote you know michelle from destiny's child and they're and they're both like oh yeah it is hard it is hard they're just saying all these kind of yeah. words and phrases now did you notice that they had a, a photocopy of her um appearing which we saw in episode one of her pink outfit from G.A.Y. <laughs> no, and there was a headline under it that said, Lisa Scott pants. <laughs> <laughs> what? Makes no sense. That's a really, that's such a lazy headline. Yeah. What would you, what would you make it? Lisa Scott. Lisa Scott. Wow. We, I was going to say Lisa Scott see through. <laughs> oh, that's good. Lisa Scott free of clothes. No. <laughs> uh, there's also a great, um, so yeah, poor Lisa like is, starts crying. Yeah. She just feels the pressure and it's like this horrible meeting with two men talking at her. Nathan's, this is, this is so, this, like, the intonation of this, this is yeah. so British. So Nathan says, I don't want to exploit you. And Sean says, no, I don't. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to exploit you. No, I don't. It's like, well, Obviously. You're both agreeing on that. Yeah. And then, and then how does Nathan finish that sentence? Oh, I don't know. What does he say? Oh, Ben, this is one of the my, one of the best pieces of writing, again, for this scene from the comeback. So he says, I don't want to exploit you. I don't. And then Nathan finishes off by saying, you know, only, only if you want to be exploited. Oh. That is not, you can't, you can't say that. It's not okay. Oh, so we. I need, I need some light relief. I was going to say, we, I was about to say, that scene was heavy. So what can we do to balance that out? Do you know what? Just maybe a fun scene lit where, where Lisa's like horoscope and fortunes get told. By Walter Mercado. I was like, what? What is happening? What a weirdly timely cameo by Walter Mercado. So obviously Walter Mercado's, you know, kind of has been back in the cultural zeitgeist recently because they had that documentary about him, but also because Alexis Mateo did Walter Mercado for Snatch Game on All Stars. So it's kind yeah. of just really weird to see him on this show that was made in 2005. Yeah, I know. So he's telling her that she needs a thicker skin. Yeah. And um, <laughs> th that she's a winner. Yeah. I wrote, what the fuck is this scene? I it, mean, this scene couldn't reek more of produ like production and produce. This was the most kind of shoehorned scene in this whole episode. Totally. He, But also, he reflects a few things that have just been said in the previous the yeah. scene. Because he's like, you know, you need to be, like, elegant but sexy. And then he, like, he, she's wearing, like, a dress with a <laughs> denim jacket. And then she, like, he, he Walter fingers it. Fingers it and says, this isn't sexy. About the, no, this isn't sexy. And he, and she's like, well, no, I I'm, you know, not, I'm not being sexy right now. Yeah, she's but, like, this is my, like, you know, professional outfit. And I thought she looked really nice. She was wearing like a summer, a light white summer dress with a denim jacket over the top well, of it. She's bunged on that denim jacket because it might get chilly, but she can take it off. I think that outfit like has aged completely neutrally. Like if she wore that, if you saw someone walk, like doing errands in like a white summery dress with a denim jacket over the top of it, you'd be like, fine. Yeah, that's true. She looked completely nice in this scene, I think. Another thing that happens in this scene is Walter gets her name wrong, calls her Liza. Yes. And I had to, I had to write it down phonetically because I didn't want to say... Liza, like Liza Minnelli, he really literally says it as if it's L-I-E-S, like the word lies, hyphen, ah. He really like says it in such a weird way because Liza just comes off your tongue, but he literally calls her Liza. <laughs> There's no Z in it. There's, it's an S. It's lies, ah. And then Lisa corrects him and he's like, Liza, Lisa, Liza. He's like, same thing. <laughs> the people want to see Liza. That's what he says. Did you notice his horoscope chart? He'd put it into what we would call in Scotland a Polly Pocket. <laughs> yes. What would you like a, no, they are a Polly Pocket? A Polly Pocket, like a plastic folder that's got those holes in it, so you can put it in a ring binder. So you can put it in your binder. Yeah. <laughs> I've organised many, like a many a studio folder with a nice 
like Ooh. on a production i'd have a nice you get those put all your sheets in there and keep it all nice and organized oh, there's nice. nothing more satisfying than finishing a project or working on something and then you can flick through the the poly pockets because you can really turn the page really nicely with them you can like get a nice bit of friction on the plastic and turn that page mm. and once you finish that project you take out the paper recycle it and then you've got it free for the next project. yeah exactly exactly oh, god <laughs> Right, so where we, are we going next? Or have you got anything else to say? No, no, no. I just, that scene was just odd. <laughs> and then, so we're back to Marbs. Yeah, back and in Marbs. this is where we kind of finished the episode in Marbs. So this is a, this is a, there's a lot going on here. This yeah. is meaty. So what, what kind of meat would this be in, uh, in Marbs? Tapas. A ta- <laughs> <laughs> no. This is a meaty plate of tapas, which is actually means you'd have to order maybe three or four plates to make it meaty. Because obviously it's small plates. Small plates. <laughs> so we have a voiceover of Andy saying that they're getting engaged soon. Now this yeah. is very key. They're getting engaged soon, but they'll need to keep it a secret from the family for a month because they're doing an exclusive deal with OK Magazine. Yeah. So it's like, okay. That was quite hard to get your head around that whole kind of... Yeah. Just the concept of time and space and what he was, who he was saying they had to keep it a secret from, wasn't it? So basically they're going to get, I mean, they're going to get engaged in this scene, but then they can't tell anyone for like a month, even though we're watching it, but we're watching it like what? Yeah. Two months after yeah. or whatever it was. So they go to El Torero restaurant in Puerto Bonus. I looked it up. Have you been there? I have not been there. It still exists. <laughs> it's tapas. Of course. The one thing I was confused wow, about... So people, you know, obviously not us, but UK listeners could actually do a pilgrimage to the restaurant where Andy and Michelle got engaged. They could recreate it. And sit at that table to. and order some very pink wine. Now, what confused me is they're in... This is... It's like a summer month or like it's May. It's, I don't know when it is, but it's nice weather. They've been in the beach. They've been at the pool. Yeah. Why do they then sit inside... I guess maybe was it something, do you think filming, do you think it was too noisy outside because there's all those mopeds going past? Oh, is the port, the port is busy. Yeah. People clacking along those cobbled streets. Yeah, and well, people taking, you know, forklift trucks driving their cargo to the port, probably. Oh, this is true. Because they're, they're wearing a, a fun selection of outfits. So she's wearing jeans and a, um, jeans and like a nice top, isn't she? She's, de- she's wearing very much what I would call like a holiday top. Yeah, because it's got the, the backless section. Big when old she's, scoopy back. Yeah, a nice scoopy back. And she's just wearing like a nice pair of jeans. What's Andy wearing? Andy is, this is very him and his brothers. He's wearing, he is, he's incredibly straight. Yes. In terms of sexuality, but he's wearing a black, it's very, I would describe pre-ASOS. Yes. Before ASOS was a thing. Um, It's like a black shirt, button down (laughs) shirt. And on the cuffs, it's got like a sparkly detail yeah, a bedazzled cuff i'd say and he's wearing it very open so it's like a big deep deep v because he's wearing it very open i have a question for you back mm-hmm. in the the dolphin's beak kind of <laughs> era do you feel like there was ever a period of time that you kind of looked a bit like andy scotley because he has the diamond earrings and the kind of dolphin's beak hair i'm not saying you would have worn those clothes but like head up I feel like maybe back in the day, you might have looked a little bit like Andy Scott Lee. Are you basically saying to me right now that I look like Andy Scott Lee? No, because you don't anymore. But I'm saying, was there a period of time that maybe you did? Because you're both kind of dark. It's it's like, and I feel like, Vague, you, I feel like your beard would have, because now you have a, a nice kind of scruffier beard, which obviously makes, makes you look handsome. But I feel like maybe back in the day, you would have had a more structured beard. Oh, there was definitely a structured beard for a while. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm just saying, I, did you used to look like Andy Scott Lee? <laughs> I guess a little. Although I, at that time, I also enjoyed putting a color in my hair. Uh, so there might have been some blonde or some red, like something funky going on. Popping it, what, like just a, a semi-perm, a semi-permanent wash-out, wash-in, wash-out oh, color. Oh, no, no, more like a, like a... You do a permanent. A permanent color. Was it a box dye? Would you be going to the salon to do this? Oh, I was going to the salon. Oh, cool. You'd ne- oh, you'd never do a box dye, would you? No. <laughs> at that so salon. A semi-perm would have just been a wash-in, wash-out. But you can't do that on my hair because it's too dark. Oh yeah, no, I know. I, I could do a, a, a plum, like yeah. a dark plum. I, don't I bleached that. my hair once with a with a bleach kit, which was a, a real mistake. Mm. It's probably why I'm going bald now. I think it was this area here was burnt by the bleach. <laughs> burnt by the bleach. <laughs> burnt forever. So we haven't even talked about this scene. We've been so <laughs> so distracted by their outfits and and styling. So they're drinking a horrible looking wine. Well, they're drinking wine and champagne. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah, well, I, I bet you Mish demanded like a, you know, a glass of champagne to start or yeah. something, you know? And then they're drinking, I, I'm not sure if it was a rosé or a horrible red wine or like somewhere between the two. You know, that really, mm. you know, like nasty rosé from like the, the white Zinfandel days. Um, I, now, also, Andy's caught the sun. 
Oh, he has. Don't even notice. Just in his like nose and his cheeks. Similar to the wine. Yeah. <laughs> caught the sun that day. <laughs> now, there's a great moment where, you know, they're at the, the meal, they're at the restaurant, and um, he has planned a fortune cookie proposal. Yes. So I think, we, again, we hear in voiceover, they've got the end of the meal. He's going to have them bring out fortune cookies that he's put, like... Um, little something in we'll get to what what it says Uh, did you write down what it says because i forgot to i did okay inside both because he doesn't know because he's 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 a thinker he's clever i was actually very impressed with that detail that he put the same in both okay we'll get in fact we'll get to that in a (laughs) second because there's another great moment where um michelle gets up to go to the the toilet and she gets up and she just looks at andy and says where are they oh as if as if like He's been he should have done a, done a recce. A recce for her. Where are they? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I think they're over there. It's, it's the one with the skirt on it. And she's like, what? And he's like, oh, it's the toilet that has the skirt on it. And she's just like, <laughs> they, So furious. They hate each yeah, other. Yeah, they, really well. di- they, they really dislike each other. Um, and then she comes back and she's ordered a wee coffee to end the meal. Yeah. You know, so that's brought to her. And then she's like, right, so I'm just wondering what we could do. We could get a taxi. We could go to that bar. But, or we <laughs> could of, walk. A lot of logistics chat in this moment, isn't she it? She wants to go out for a drink. Meanwhile, Andy's planned this proposal with the fortune cookies. He's put inside both fortune cookies. Yeah. Close your eyes and make a wish. Watch it come true tonight. That's sweet. It is sweet. He's actually very sweet. And also, it's exactly the kind of crap that she she would would like. like. Precisely. So what happens next? (laughs) Well, he opens his fortune cookie. The the fortune cookies are brought to them. Yes. They're opening them. She reads hers. And she's like, oh, that's really nice. And then he reads his and he obviously makes up what's in his, which is really strange. And what does he say again? He, said, he, he's, he re- says, reads it very slowly because he obviously is making it up. And it's something like, don't favor tomorrow's unsavory questions. Yeah, it's, like it's yeah, completely made up. Very odd moment. And then, and then there's kind of just like a, a lull and a moment of like nothingness. And he's obviously missed the moment because what was meant to happen is he was meant to get down on one knee as she was reading the fortune. Yeah. So that, and she was meant to do it like instructionally, like close her eyes and open them and see when she opened her eyes that he was down on one knee. Yeah. But none of that happened. There was just like a lot of like room tone conversation and then like her reading it. And then you could tell she was going to just like start wrapping it up and be like, okay, we've got to go. And then he just gets down on one knee. But before that, before that, she says, oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. And then I think he gets her to read it out loud. Yes. And she goes, oh, I don't know if that's going to come true. And then Andy's like, why? What do you mean? And she's like, well, I don't think Paul Walker's going to walk into the oh, restaurant. Oh, I forgot about Paul Walker. I, do you know, I turned away from my notes because she also references, have you seen Freaky Friday? And oh, they're yeah. Opening the- <laughs> but yeah, she makes a Paul Walker reference, which is and Andy's like, very dated. And he's like, okay, okay. And then... I'm, I'm with her on that. Paul Walker was hot. Hot but bland, but yes. Oh, he was so hot. So he she he then just randomly just kneels like out of yeah. a panic. And then he's and then she's like, Stop it. Don't F- be silly, fuck babe. Off. Fuck off. Fuck off, babe. Fuck off, babe. Fuck off, babe. Stop fuck it. Off, babe. Stop it. Fuck fuck off, babe. Fuck off, babe. No, no. No, don't no, what are you doing? Don't, don't fuck off, babe. <laughs> <laughs> and she fans her face and she cries. Yeah. And she's like, You're serious? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of it. You're serious. Are you serious? And then my favorite is she's like, she basically says like, they, they kind of, he like sits back down and she's just trying to like gather herself. And she's like, oh my God. She basically starts thinking like, oh my God, who knows? And she's like, oh, did you, do my parents know? And he very sweetly tells the story of like, he's like, oh, I went to see them. And, you know, I asked for their daughter's hand in marriage. And she quite rightly starts like crying. It's actually a very sweet moment. And then he goes, you know, I went over to their house and, you know, I asked them that. And then. She went, oh, we all went for a meal at the Italian. <laughs> this is my favorite line. It's like to, to know that there's just one Italian restaurant and everyone just calls it the Italian. It's just yeah. like perfect. And do you think that Italian was like a bella pasta? Or do you think it's an independent Italian in Newcastle that's like, yeah. in like Gateshead that's just like. It's the Italian. It's called like every- Don Luigi's and it's run by like this one Italian man, the only Italian man that lives in Gateshead. And everyone's yep. just like, oh, we'll go for to the Italian. We'll go to the Italian. And like, everyone will order like lasagna and garlic bread. Yeah, and carbonara. Mm, oh, beautiful. <laughs> Maybe they do a pizza pasta combo. Yeah, of course. That'd be nice. We used to have this restaurant in Norwich that was called Pizza One Pancakes Two. And it was pizza that is O-N-E. The most, wait, that's the most confusing thing. It doesn't make any sense. It was pizza one, the number one, pancakes two, the number two. So it wasn't even pizza number one, pancakes T-O-O. It was just pizza one, pancakes two. None of us remember why it was called that. And no one understands. And they just have pizza and pancakes. 
I like both those things. It was a pretty great combo restaurant, but it didn't make any sense. Shout out to anyone who grew up in the 90s in Norwich and went to Pizza One Pancakes 2. <laughs> I don't think I've ever eaten a pizza though and thought, oh, I fancy a pancake now, or what, vice now, versa. Now that's really sitting heavy on my stomach. i tell you what I want is a nice big heavy sweet dessert. Very strange. <laughs> hmm, interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, she's very taken with this, and it's very sweet. Yeah. And she's really, she's genuinely surprised and is amazed that... He went and she didn't know that he'd gone to see the parents and had that Italian at Don Luigi's. And I'll tell you where MTV have like fucked them in this scene to make it look as more awkward as possible is that on any other reality show, there would have been music in this scene and they would have cut it in a way that made it seem more romantic and they would have cut out all of the like chit chat and they would have put music on the moment that he proposed and they would have even the angles and everything, they would have had like a two shot and, you know, it would have been like face and face. But this was just like... Filmed from really far away, really average, really real, and, like, awkward and bad. Yeah, you're right. They're sort of, like, again, it's a little bit clever girl photography. Yeah, absolutely. They're kind of, like, in the distance Shaky. across the restaurant. Well, I have some actual intel about the shooting style of this. Oh, from hit a, me. From an inside source who worked at MTV back in the day. Mm. There was the Totally brand, which was this, and then Totally Jody Marsh. Totally Callum Best, totally, totally Callum, boy yeah. band. And apparently this was the whole format and the way that they wanted to film it was to look, it was almost like you, everyone looks like they've kind of been caught being filmed rather than a stars of the show. So that's why they were all encouraged to film from like as far away as possible and like get in a bush or like, so it was all meant to kind of look a bit like found footage. Do you th- found footage? Well, again, when the, the world ends and the aliens come to earth and they just find <laughs> Scott Lee, what will they think? <laughs> Do you think the crew got a crew meal at the restaurant oh I I, maybe because we don't see any footage post dinner and then we we catch up with them in the morning so i wonder if the crew just stayed and had tapas that'd be nice had like a lovely time well you do i mean obviously you you know at the poor the restaurants are open late so they they get up to leave they do this is where we get to see the what did you call it a scoop back oh scoop a scoop back a very low holiday s- top holiday to holiday top low scoop back top you see that as she's walking out she looks good in it she does she's she does a lovely, look good. A lovely she, back lovely back and she's and she's got um some some uh jeans some tight jeans that she's turned up at the bottom yeah. and then wearing a heel very of this time yeah and then they they kind of go and stand outside the restaurant and we hear like very very holiday sound it's like a moped beeping as it goes past yeah. and her clacking on the on the things and they have a nice little kiss and again shot from like you know behind the kitchen they're like the camera crew's like deep in the restaurant shooting them from really far away and then as they walk off you just hear him say oh maybe a little less lip gloss next time <laughs> scene <laughs> no, doesn't he say like oh, you got to stop wearing that lip gloss yes. <laughs> that lip gloss th- those juicy tube lip glosses <laughs> well, do you know what they're great for a holiday you just pop them in your purse although I feel like in the heat maybe they lose a little bit of their like of their juice a little bit of the kind of um, the structure I feel like they might get a little too runny oh, what they might separate <laughs> yeah exactly I feel like you're going to get much more liquid rather than a nice mm. the viscosity is going to really change in the heat of a juicy tube I, I love just, the way you say that by the way juicy tube juicy tube I love, I love the idea of her like spending all day in the sun getting a bit too much sun yeah showering dressing putting on lots of like lotion and then having like a little louis vuitton bag yeah like a louis vuitton zip bag and just popping in her yeah. her euros and her, her well, juicy the tubes. thing is, is if you've been in the sun all day you don't have to wear that much makeup for the evening because you've got a lovely glow well do you know what helps that lovely glow wearing a white top yeah you wear a white top lovely glow and then all you need is lip gloss and maybe a bit of mascara oh that's nice don't even have to put any foundation on because you're already glowing mm. <laughs> So they uh, off they trot, and who knows? I mean, well, the crew are having their crew meal now. Yeah. So off they go. Who knows if they went to another bar? Who knows what happened? And we pick up the next day. Yeah, there's a, a lovely kind of scene. This is actually a pretty romantic scene until the final the final line where um, they're laying in bed and kind yeah. of she's got her arm like reached across the bed and he's just kind of holding her hand with the engagement ring and they're just kind of, he's just like staring at it and he's, they're being very sweet and it's like quite a romantic moment and she's like, oh yeah, but you know, when we get back, you know, we're going to have to take it back to the ring person, aren't we? And I, here's me thinking, oh, it's because he got the wrong size. Doesn't fit. Doesn't fit. And what, and Andy, what are you going to tell, what are you going to tell the ring person? What are they going to do? It's got to have more diamonds on it. Got to stick more diamonds <laughs> in it. What are you going to tell the ring man? <laughs> the ring man. Stick more diamonds in it, and then we're out. So that's two episodes in a row we finished on Michelle and Andy's romance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. And then we've got a lot coming up next week. We've got a lot of 
a lot of reaction to this engagement where yeah. people are not happy. So Lisa, we see coming up next episode, we see Lisa on the phone. I think she's I think she's talking to Andy. Yeah. They make out that she's talking to Andy and she's pissed off. Yeah. And it's presumably about being kept in the dark about the engagement. I'm assuming in the next episode, the engagement comes out in OK Magazine and all the Scott Lees are like, what? Yeah. And it's then a surprise. They didn't give them a heads up, which yeah. is a little bit weird, but also like, fair enough. Well, also like, Andy needs the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be criticizing him for getting money. Yeah. Lisa, and the exposure. Lisa is in tears. And then, of course. <laughs> and then Michelle's like in a car being driven somewhere and she's also crying. She's like, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what she's going on about. <laughs> and then um, we see the pressure's really ramping up because Nathan says that unless they have a song by Friday, you know, they won't, it won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. And as ever, we need to give this episode a name. Totally something. I, my thought was totally under contract. <laughs> oh, well, mine again is, is similar to that, but I've obviously gone a little more abstract with it. Okay. And I've called it totally poor, unfortunate soul. Oh, that's, yeah, that's better. You're always good at naming the only way them. You get what you want is to become a human yourself. Can you do that? My dear sweet child. <laughs> this is this is MTV preparing the contract for Lisa. So thank you all for listening. Another yeah. ep. Episode four is gonna be coming out next week. Before then, this Wednesday, you've got an episode of You're Welcome America. Yep, some wild times coming that way. Woo! If you, if you thought you'd heard enough of my singing voice in this episode, strap yourself in for your welcome, America. I'm really going for it this week. Coming this Wednesday, <laughs> then next Monday, as ever, you've got another episode of Totally Scott Lee. Yeah. Please. Is that the halfway point? And next uh, week, episode, Totally Scott Lee? Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Halfway. Wow. Knee, knee deep. Um... <laughs> As ever, do get in touch on Instagram, You're Welcome America, and on Twitter, You're Welcome USA. Watch along on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Give us a shout. Tell everyone about it. Tell your friends. <laughs> Please do. Please tell your friends. And in the meantime, you're totally welcome. Bye. I've got to be honest. I think that a lot of the time, they don't seem to like you. There's a lot of hard work, and there'll be... It's blood, sweat, and tears. I don't know, you know, if I suddenly get a guitar out, is, is it believable? 23. Oh, that's really shit. <laughs>